going on a uh, iPod mini color quest. These are not that expensive. I mean, there are lots available for sort of like, they're all like buy it now, sub 20 pound. That's what we're talking here. I'm actually gonna bid on one that is currently 10 pound and comes with the box. So what I tend to do with this kind of thing, I want at least one box and then the rest can be boxless. I have one G3 box, which is bigger than my house. Um, and then I have, right, it's, it's massive. Um, and I have like, I have at least one 5C box, maybe two. I'm not sure. I can see one now. I can't remember if I ever got a second one. Um, yeah. Uh, no, I have two. I have two 5C boxes. I can see a second one over there. Man, I can't even remember what I got and don't have anymore. Okay, so that's the second gen one. So the second generation minis, the colours were changed up a little bit. They got brighter, more colourful, more lovely. So you kind of want a second gen one. Let briefly recap. Jack's starting on another fruitless colour hunt without finishing the last colour hunt. So it's colour quest, man. Colour quest. Hunt sounds more aggressive. Appropriate as well. Yeah. Quest sounds like noble. And I'm sure Richard doesn't see it that way. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Right, how are you doing? I'm alright. My right foot is hurting for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know how to come back. I don't have anything to follow that up with because... Well, it's going to be a long episode. Should we just move on? How are you doing? It's been a slow week, man. No news. Nothing happened. I don't know how we're going to fill time today. <laughs> nothing at all. Nothing, nothing. Nothing has happened. The world is still the same as it was 24 hours ago. Actually, no, it's 24 hours and five minutes. It's had more normie media coverage. No, it's had. it hasn't had this much media coverage since Steve Jobs died. Like, honestly, Sky News ran like a... 15-minute piece on Johnny Ives' departure from Apple. It's... Spoiler? Oh, what? Did Johnny... Oh, God. Did someone not see the, the memo? Damn it. Apple.com forward slash newsroom. Go, go... Don't go there. Spoilers. I happened to, um, to ask my HomePod how the news is. How the news is doing. Which I, I used to do much more frequently. But then I'm now just infuriatingly annoyed by the time that it gives me the option of whether I want to change to LBC every goddamn time. Stop listening to LBC. We've been through this. No, 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 no. This isn't... It's either LBC or I think it's the FT, Financial Times News. Every time you ask the HomePod what, uh, you know, what's the news like, it's like, here's the latest news from the BBC. Or if you prefer, I can switch to LBC or I think it's Financial Times. Um... Every time, without fail. There's no, like, setting to make it, like, please make this the default. Every wow. time it asks you. And it it's... is the most annoying thing. I like my HomePod. I like my HomePod. That's what I can follow that up with. Uh, we've been playing with bases, because we're naughty boys. And there are public bases on the ground now. Um, question. Do your AirPods do the thing? They're, like, reading out messages. Oh, that's a good point. I actually haven't tried that yet. So I paired my AirPods to my iPad running iPad OS for the first time today and straight away it prompted me to set it up and it's working. So I'm guessing that answers the question. I'm I guessing this so. is yeah. just a second. I didn't have to do anything. The screen popped up and I'm like, oh, I forgot about this. And it works. Oh, yeah, yeah no. I've definitely been using my AirPods. So, yeah, yeah. no. 
alas. Yeah. I mean, we were kind of as kind of, I, I, I was expecting that anyway. It makes perfect sense. The W1 chip was a wireless chip. It just did wireless connectivity. The H1 is like a headphone chip. It's a little computer. Like the internally, I think the first gen AirPods are much simpler than the uh, the second gen ones. Sorry, I just got distracted by the the um, article, or rather the bullet point that we have at the very bottom of our show notes. I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Took me a second to clock that that's me. Uh... <laughs> oh, wow. You got hired by Apple? Mm, spoilers. We'll spoilers. deal with that later. We'll deal with I'm that actually later. replacing Johnny. Damn it. <laughs> right. Mad. Level three. You sorry, I have to beat that out. <sighs> okay, let me just open up the text edit document and uh, add to my 300,000 of them. Um, okay, so at around I six get the minutes in. Uh, Maybe that's Le- it. Maybe that's Lex how often did a naughty. I... I'm typing that in. Lex did a naughty and he swore. And now I've got to edit that out on my Saturday. How will you be spending your Saturday? Um... Well, I mean, to be fair, I'll be working, so... I mean, you'll also be working. But doing fun things. Yeah. Although I am getting paid. <laughs> Did Patrick actually just put a random picture of his grandparents on the group I, chat? I think so. <laughs> he's not... He, I don't think he hasn't replied yet, has he? No, he's deleted it. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to put something in there, like... Something crude and inappropriate, but then I thought it might actually be his grandparents. No, like the the man looked a lot like an old Patrick, so I assumed it was his grandparents. I was like zooming, zooming into the backgrounds and looking for something edgy that I was like missing, and I'm like, nah, this is just, (laughs) this is just weird weird. mistake. (laughs) This is a mistake. I thought it was gonna be like he was gonna add a message to be like them watching the news about Johnny Ive or something, but no, it was just his grandparents. The random photo of his grandparents. Um. So six minutes oh, in, Lex did a naughty. Okay, let's 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 move on because otherwise we're going to be here until the early hours of the morning. Um, yeah. So. Uh, Let me fix it. Let's do it. Go. <laughs> Isaac Putin. <laughs> that's that's the name of my my Apple Newton now. My Apple Newton has passed passed away pretty much. Um, although I did determine, as I was hoping, that it is the original model. It is the first generation H one thousand Newton. After spending, what, two months of owning this thing and trying to figure out how to identify the model, it literally Sorry, says... It's only been two months. Yeah, it was April. So coming up three. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> and I've been spending ages trying to figure out how to identify which model of Newton I have because the original message pad and the second generation one were, like, physically identical. On the back, it literally says model colon H1000. There you go. Missing the obvious. Um, you think I'd be used to checking like <laughs> etchings on the enclosure for identifiers, <laughs> but I didn't think to look. Um, but anyway, my Newton has died. It won't. It won't. But well, it tries to boot. It ticks. It flickers and then shuts off. Um, yeah, it's a. Uh, it's not good. From what I can determine, based on the internet and that that glorious place, the internet and Reddit and Imgur and all that, it's a capacitor uh, that can. D- does something to do with the screen. Hold on, sorry. Sorry, did you say Imgur? Imgur, yeah. Is Imgur a reliable source of, like, vintage Apple repairs? <laughs> yes. This is not necessarily a place I would have pegged it for. 
No, no, yep. I believe it or not, it is. People do teardowns on there. Are you serious? On, and it's just host... Do they post it anywhere else? Hang on, let me find it. Um, not re- Well, yeah, on some obscure websites, but uh, but I don't know I'm if that's... I think Imga's it, like the internet standard image hosting, I suppose. That's definitely really strikes like, me I'll, I'll put this album in into the, the, the topic, the show notes, but like, I don't know if they post them to these obscure websites or it's like a crueler thing, stealing them or something. Um... Because I know my YouTube videos have ended up on like these weird bootleg websites, and I didn't put them there. Um, refs, right? So we'll put that in there, so you can go look in the uh, show notes for this Imgur album of a Newton repair. But I believe it's a capacitor that's dying, and hence I had a display issue with it since day one. I bought it like that, um, but now it's just dead. So uh, we're gonna have to do some soldering. Uh, we'll do it in your garage. Don't know why, but that's where I can see us doing soldering. Uh, so yeah, my yeah, Newton has I mean, passed. That's where all the soldering irons are. Today I did acquire a Newton user's manual though, which I purchased on eBay for ninety nine pence. So yeah, that's cool. No, I'm actually three progress. Um, you know the like the actual color quest I'm doing. Um, but yeah, that's that's all that's all going. How's how are your repair endeavors going, or have you been too busy for that? I've been trying to clear out the space to actually do them because now that my father has acquired a motorcycle, the garage has been turned into, and I mean, it was always a man cave. I don't know. What's the natural evolution of a man cave? Garage. <laughs> garage. Um, punk. Garage. Punk, garage. Punk, garage. Punk. Garage. Yeah, punk. Right. Garage. Um, there's no space for me to do anything at the moment. All there's a Mac Pro cinema display and two iMacs just like piled on this tiny table and it kind of makes me uneasy um yeah i need to find a i need to get a workspace aren't they in, aren't they in parts aren't they aren't they exposed as well no not the iMacs and there's actually i managed to find a really rather suitable brown box that i can put the mac pro in which is nice um so it actually has some protection <laughs> nice the only thing that doesn't have a display on it has has the protection um it's also the thing I care most about by far. Um, I'm there's a room upstairs in the house which I'm going to be like clearing out, and I'm thinking about turning that into like my office because obviously I need one of those. Um, you have spare uh, rooms. Probably get that. There's a spare room. It's just full of junk. Nice. Like I I mean full of junk, not utter junk. Um, so yeah, I'm going to do something with that at some point over the summer, maybe hopefully. Do you want to move on to follow up? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the the uh, the Apple Card is hitting uh, hitting the world later this no no no, no. hitting the states later this summer. So I find it every time I see news about the Apple Card, right? I'm happy I get, and then sad. No, again. I'm. It, it's it's like oh no, it's not even. It's like this. It's like this curiosity of what life could be like. But we're not getting, and like unlike most things like the ECG, when that the sort of stateside, I don't have much hope this is going to turn up here, because uh, I wear as no. Apple Pay cash, so right. Um, so every time I see news about the Apple Card, I'm all sort of like, oh, jealousy. That's that's the emotion. Um, 
So the Apple Card is launching in the States later this summer, I believe, and Apple have expanded their internal testing to retail employees in the States. Uh, they can use the, um, the app, they can use the Apple Pay side of the card, they'll be getting physical, those beautiful physical cards in the coming weeks. Uh, but it's fully functional, they're getting daily cash back on their purchases and things like that. Uh, so yeah, the Apple card is moving through the pipeline and uh, it's really exciting and please Apple bring it to the UK. Oh, brilliant. Hold on. Oh my goodness. Is it a doggo? Yeah, it's Levi. Hello, did he open the door? Yeah. Oh, that's so lit. Your dog, I heard the door open and a dog walked in. That's so cool. Yeah. See, the problem with my door um, is that it, it does shut and it stays shut. Like the wind can't blow it open, but no matter what, you can push it open if you push hard enough. He has learned this. He's such a good boy. He is such a good boy. <laughs> He's a good he boy. Just, He's a good he boy. just wants to be with his best friend. He does, but I gotta say no. How how's you know? his how's his avocado? Avocado That's right. <laughs> still there? Yeah, it's still, still there. there. Hasn't fallen <laughs> off yet. Oh God. Oh man. When you signed up to be a podcast host, did you think you'd be talking about your Oh, you were supposed to keep the mystery alive. Oh, I can edit it out. Do you want, do you want this yeah, to be a mystery? I want it to be a mystery. Just like the uh, the Andrew Garfield saga. Your dog's avocado. <laughs> 15 minutes. Has it fallen off yet? Something in the, in the, in the edit list. 15 minutes in the avocado. <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear. Anyway, back to Apple cards. Um, we actually think, pretty sure that we saw someone use one um, when we were in San Jose. Uh, the guy, yeah, the concession stand. We both sort of saw it but didn't say anything and then afterwards we were like, was that an Apple card? Yeah, independently. Um, yeah, we reckon we saw it at the concession stand for the Connected Live show. Uh, they were actually a bunch of I think they were shortcut engineers. Shortcuts? Shortcuts, yeah. Shortcuts, yeah. So it makes perfect um, sense. Yeah, and because as it says in the Mac Rooms article, uh, the card was previously available to corporate employees, so obviously at the head office, um, but now it's available to retail as well. This is the news it's going to retail staff in the US as well. Uh, we have more information about the 16-inch MacBook Pro. Wow, this, this is when I put this in. The, this, this thing seems to be like becoming a thing every single day i have something happened USB-A, though oh stop it yes you know what if i had to make a prediction i'd say yes in fact i'm pretty sure it will have USB-A. I don't want it to just so that man isn't happy that that actual degenerate um but yeah me if you're too. listening uh, we love you whoever you no, are no nah, mate you're you're a knob um <laughs> you are a knob <laughs> If Chris thinks you're a knob, then you're definitely a knob. Chris is the loveliest guy, so if, if yeah. Anyway, um, yeah. no, but I do think it will have USB-A. I really do. Like, if you'd asked me, like, not yeah. that, like, I, before Dub Dub, I would have been like, no. But I'm sure, like, this is another apology, Mac. <laughs> yeah, another one. <laughs> it's the only one, I think. There are lots of apologies to be made about the MacBook Pros as they stand at the moment. And... Uh, and if everything else was fine, the port config would would be one of them. But I'm not just not sure it is. There are much bigger problems, like thermal headroom, obviously the keyboards. Uh, 
there's a lot of other problems and I feel like port layout, people have gotten used to that now and people have adjusted their workflows to, you know, fit USB-C, so to speak. We're getting um, there. It feels like there hasn't been much progress for the entire time USB-C has been around until recently, yeah. very recently, till yeah. the iPad Pro sort of moved over. And now suddenly it feels like everything is finally happening. But look, this is my theory on this. To me, this MacBook Pro, to make it right, needs to be a more modern but fundamentally retina MacBook Pro. In the physical dimensions, they need to just go back a step. Uh, if they make it that thick, you've got better thermals, you've got space for USB ports, but those things do look old now, just, just tweak them a little bit. And you know what they did to the Mac Pro? They brought back the previous design, but made it more modern. So if this thing comes out looking like a Space Gray 2012 MacBook Pro, but with like an edge to edge display and a touch bar and touch ID, like <laughs> I won't be one bit surprised. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if it comes back with US with USB A. Um and I wouldn't I, I, I if they've got the space for it, why not? And it sounds like they will do. So yeah. What would you do though if like they bring it back and it literally looks identical to a two to a, like a two thousand and eight MacBook Pro? Same same years with cheese grater, you know? Or the unibody ones. I'd be like, yeah. This is too this is too fat, Apple. This is too oh my fat. God, and if they put if if they put like a uh, an optical drive in there as well. Bring back MagSafe, MagSafe they, One. They add some MBPX modules. M, yep, that's the one. And the little, the little rubber feet are $1,000. And you can um, spec them to have wheels. You can spec them to have wheels. How much would you pay for the perfect wheel, Lex? We'll soon find out, Jack. John Syracuse is right. I thought those wheels were stupid, but you know what? If I do get one of these Mac Pros, I'm going to have to spec wheels because it's going under my desk and I'm not, like, shuffling that thing out. Yeah, John Syracuse is on the money. <laughs> like, this is going to be going under a desk. So, like, you like, need wheels you on it. get to the inside of them without pulling it out from underneath your desk. And they're going to be heavy. So you might as well wheels. get some wheels, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. They're, they're kind of ugly, but wheels, man. Um, anyway, we've gone well off topic. Basically, we've we seen uh, further evidence that the 16-inch MacBook Pro will launch again in, in fall 2019, uh, along with a spec bump for the MacBook Air. So as we mentioned last, last episode, we have seven new MacBooks coming out this fall, it sounds like. Um, but it sounds like this one is going to have a 3072 by 1920 display, so an uh, an increase in resolution, uh, which is the first time they've upped the resolution on the MacBook Pro since uh, the rest of the MacBook Pro in 2012. And uh, yeah, it sounds like it is coming later this year. I'm sure this has been fast-tracked, uh, as, as it is yet another apology, Mac. Um, and it reckons the price will start around $3,000. As we've seen from the Mac Pro, this is not a problem. If it's $3,000 but worth it, fine. If this thing is like a... I have these deep, dark fears that it's going to be the emotion of the MacBook Air again. Like, that was just a, oh my god, they stretched out the 12-inch. If this is just a bigger 2016-era MacBook Pro and they charge $3,000 for it, man, man, I'm going to buy one just to set it on fire. <laughs> well, it might do that by itself. Um, I mean... <laughs> nah, mate, it doesn't have arguably... 2666 megahertz RAM in it. In it. <laughs> It might do. Um, I mean, 
arguably some of the problems would purely be solved by a larger chass- chassis anyway. Um, if it is just, honestly, if it's just a little bit thicker, doesn't have a butterfly keyboard, not it, not butterfly Gen Five, just scissors, not a butterfly Apple. keyboard, scissors, they work just fine. Johnny's gone now. You don't need to pretend that you like the butterfly. No, keyboard no, anymore. Johnny hasn't gone till the later on in the episode. He's still here. <laughs> he's still there. He's still there, Jack. Johnny's still in that white room. What if the end of the episode never comes? We just record forever. So here's a theory. Do you think they lost Johnny in the white room because he like took his shirt off and that was it? Like he blended in. I don't know. He's pretty white. He's English. English people are pretty white. None of that Californian tan, you know? He's just blended in with air power in the background. They've all got lost (laughs) in the white room. That's why he wears such like edgy, colorful shirts. He's a man of impeccable taste. Right, edgy. I, I love, I love him. I love him. I'm, I'm really interested to see good. what else is gonna. We'll, we'll talk about this later. Um, uh, where was I? You got me distracted. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, keyboard. General Scissors. size of the thing to obviously help help thermals. Um, pork. A a a shape. A, a shake up to the port config would be nice, but it's not at the top of my list because, again, like we've said many times before, it doesn't really impact either of us um, and what we use, you know, these devices for. USB-C, just fine for me. Um, on yeah, the odd occasion too. where I genuinely need USB-A, I can use an adapter. It's fine. I don't care. Um, nicer screen is nice. You know, obviously they haven't been... As, as you just said, they haven't up the res since, you know, the 2012 Retina, one, Retina ones. I can't speak this evening. Um, yeah, man. Have you been on some uh, first first with honours? <laughs> did I did I get a, a with honours? A I with honours. Um, some cocaine and a zoot. First class <laughs> yeah. with honours. Complimentary zoot. Um, no. Uh, those are the main things. The keyboard... Are you saying uni be... students do cocaine? Not all of them, apparently. Not all of them. Continue. Not all of them. Um, keyboard, thermals, and I think that would solve a lot of people's problems. Um, I mean, what I found interesting is, I don't, know if you, I, don't, I don't know how far behind you are, but not the most recent, but the episode before, uh, so the, yeah, um, uh, of Connected. Um, obviously, Stephen Hackett's got his 2019 MacBook Pro now, 15-inch. Um, and he's actually quite happy with it, which, uh, listen to the show, everyone's quite surprised about. The thing that really surprised me was how he said that even when it's idling, you it, you know, it's, it's a quiet beast and, you know, it's not getting hot. Him and I clearly have very different experiences. I don't know if there's a big difference between the 2018 and the 2019. I think um, there is, because those 2018s were, there were, they were very known for it from day one for getting they hot. They I'd imagine they've improved it. But, oh my god, mine gets so hot doing anything. I, I wonder what they did to the 2019s then, if there's that, that much of a I don't difference. think there's any physical chassis change. I think it's probably something at Intel's end. I'd imagine. I would imagine so. Maybe Intel have actually done something useful for once. Um, yeah, I, I think, you know, we, we've said this before, there's just something sort of fundamental about these MacBook Pros that just don't sit right with... Uh, me and you, um, and we both own one. Just reliability. <laughs> yeah, we both own one, and we still don't like them. 
I can't say that about many Apple products that I own. I don't often buy one and then not like it. Uh, I mean, I didn't. I knew I wasn't going to like it going in, but it made financial sense. Yes, yeah, same. Um, <laughs> They're so weird. It's kind <laughs> of like this is the best Mac laptop they sell, so I'll have it. But I don't want but, this to be the end solution here. I want this to go away. <laughs> precisely. I mean, I think was it in? We'll, we'll again. We'll talk talk about this later. Um, in in Gruber's write up about Ive. Um, I think I think it was Gruber. Wait, 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 of... wait, wait. Why, why was Gruber writing about Johnny Ive? He's a high up in Apple. Why wouldn't you? You know, he's mm. he's a you know. I smell every so often checking in. I How, smell how's Johnny bull, doing. Bull, 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 do it, bull, bullshit. Ah, oh, damn it! I said it. <laughs> oh, Jack. Twenty six minutes in, I did a naughty. This is being. This is fun. Essentially. Gruber's not wrong. Um, the MacBook Pro, this, this you know, the the twenty sixteen revision of these MacBook Pros are Johnny's wet dream of a computer. Now that's fine, but Johnny's wet dream of a computer doesn't work very well in the real world yet. They're too thin. Uh, the the butterfly mechanism is again too thin and fraught with issues because of that. Um, and obviously he he does a much better job of getting thoughts across than we can. Because uh, John Gruber gets paid a lot of money, and he's very good at his job. Um, uh, but obviously, you know, Ive's obsession with minimalism is wonderful. You know, that that's a perfectly valid design language. But when that sort of um, infringes on the function of the device, that's not good, especially for a pro machine. That's the issue. If these didn't say pro after them, there'd be no problems. Okay, not no problems. The keyboards are still awful, but. Uh, it would it would be given much more slack, so to speak, um, and yeah, that's that's the problem with the MacBook Pros in a nutshell. You know, I think fundamentally they're just they've been designed off the wrong basis. They have fundamental issues, and hopefully this 16-inch will fix all of those. Fingers crossed. Apple have a pretty good track record over this last year, so hopefully. Fingers crossed, eh? Fingers crossed. As an emoji for all that. Uh, but uh, it also sounds like one of the seven. So we're getting one of these. 16-inch MacBook Pro, we're getting a MacBook Air update, and the one that triggers me is apparently we're also getting an update to the non-touch bar MacBook Pro. So <laughs> let it that's, die. That's staying. You got the 12-inch MacBook. You got the MacBook Air, potentially the old MacBook Air. So the 2017 one alongside the 2019 one. Uh, the non-touch bar updated a special MacBook Pro that sits alongside the mid-range MacBook Pros that are more pro than the non-touch bar one. Uh, yeah, I love the Mac notebook lineup. It's amazing. Something for I everyone. I can't wait right? to explain this to people. Hmm. All right, so you can have yeah. this MacBook Pro, which is professional. You can have this MacBook Pro, which is even more professional. Or you can have this MacBook Pro, which isn't really a MacBook Pro. Which is a MacBook Air. <laughs> <laughs> or you can just be done with it and buy a MacBook Air. But if you want, if you want lightness, then you can have this MacBook. Or you can have a MacBook Air that's thicker. Or if you like USB-A ports. <laughs> it's, Jesus. It's so wank. Jesus Christ. Just buy an iPad, isn't it? Um, uh, it's, 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 it's a weird time for Macs, I think, in general. And they're still sort of in this, this sort of limbo of having to redefine themselves in a post-iPad Pro world. And they haven't done it yet. I think they're just doing it wrong. 
I don't think I don't I don't think they have any excuse here to be honest. The desktops are on point and doing their own thing, and I get it. I think you're right. I think a lot of the the sort of uh, stagnation and confusion going on in the, inside the Mac lineup is the Mac notebook lineup is because of the iPad. But it's really quite simple. They're making great strides everywhere else to like define the Mac in terms of software. But just kill all the products. Jesus Christ. Have a MacBook Pro in maybe two sizes, 14 and 16. Have a MacBook Air in in a few sizes. For Like, have the MacBook Air start at 12 inch and come in a 13 inch as well. Uh, like, there's no real need for MacBook. I mean, if you, were, if you really want three product lines, you're going to have to... It's difficult. Does the 12 inch become MacBook Air and the 13 inch become MacBook? But then in the iPad Pro, Air is... Sorry, the iPad lineup Air is thin, but it's actually bigger. But that that works. But anyway, I mean, look, you don't need the non-touch, but you don't need the old MacBook Air. The MacBook 12-inch needs updating and still should exist. Should it be an ARM Mac? We'll get to that later. But yeah, they just need to kill a lot of the products. Jesus, it's not hard. They've done it before. They did it in the late 90s when Steve came back. It's just kill the products, simplify it. The rest will come naturally because you're making amazing advances in software. But they're just making a mess because they just like the keyboards. They're just sticking band-aids over everything, being like, "Hmm, okay." So here's this redesigned MacBook Pro. But at the moment, we're only going to introduce it to customers who have free grand to drop on the Mac. Like, it's it's like the Pro Display XDR. It's like I want a Mac. I want a cool Apple display. Okay, but I can't afford six thousand dollars. I don't want six K. I don't want thirty-one inch. I don't want XDR. I just want a twenty-seven inch five K Apple display. Why can't I have it? Like, can't you have on. an LG one now? No, like, <sighs> yeah, man, I love Max. They're great. This is all out of love, you know. It They're is like love. Our children, we want to shape it's... them to be better than they are. I, I've decided better I'm keeping. Us. I'm keeping my iMac. That's what I'm doing. This is my solution. This thing's never let me down. Forever, yeah. I'm keeping it. 16 gig of RAM, so to take me up to 32, 82 pounds 79. Now I'm doing that. Like, that is worth it, I think, to be honest. Yeah, I'd say so. Like, right now I'm running on. I'm running on. 10 gig of my 16 gig is used currently, and I'm not doing very much. So, I'm gonna. I'm gonna upgrade that and see how that goes i think i think okay let's move out of follow-up uh let's let's do some nanotopics wait is it nanotopics next i can't remember how this show works yeah it's nanotopics now it is indeed you ready i am let's do it cool so will the apple watch series 5 go fully independent from the iphone uh, we thought this was this is inevitably going to happen. The watch will finally become fully independent to the point where you could buy it not owning an iPhone. Um, we thought this was still a few years away. That's the real end game here. Definitely. Um, but and we assume sort of maybe two years, maybe three, two three years. But Siri, Watch OS six is bringing in the App Store. Um, and then obviously a couple of years ago with the Series three, we got Cellular, which was a big step forward. And series, sorry, WatchOS 6 is bringing over-the-air software updates to the Apple Watch. At the moment, unless something's changed since I put this in the topic list, that's non-functional. So I assume it's just going to be added in a later base or come public release. Um, or maybe like 6.0.1 will be the first one you down. Well, you're obviously not going to download 6 via this method because it's not in WatchOS 
Watch Dogs 5. Um, do you think the Series 5 is going to be independent? Like, it's all shaping up for it. The only thing that I'd say is holding it back is uh, battery life. I would agree with you. Um, now, if you'd asked me two months ago, or even a month ago, whether I thought Series 6, or Series 5, sorry, uh, would be, I would have said no. I'm still going to say no, but I'm a lot less sure about it, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, it, to me, this may be they're just getting it very ready for the time they release a watch that has the battery life to live off a cellular connection, and then all the infrastructure's in place and everyone's used to it, and just be like, yeah, this one you can use totally independent. I think that's entirely plausible. I mean, with all this sort of background stuff that they're doing with Swift and the way they're packaging applications these days... Uh, they are sort of saving a lot of time and hopefully battery life with launching applications and stuff. Have you noticed, actually? Have you used... Have you actually paid attention to how quickly your apps launch now? It is mind-blowing. Uh, no, not in the slightest. I haven't noticed. I've noticed it. <laughs> I have noticed it. Are we it. talking about stock apps or third-party ones? Um, stock ones. Interesting. I'll check it out after the show. My iPad's upstairs on charge and I don't have it on my phone. Um, it's very no, good. I haven't noticed, but honestly, I don't know what's going on, but in the last 24 hours, I'm sick of iOS 12. And I'm really just... <laughs> it's so broken. And yeah, sure, there are so many UI and graphical glitches in iPad OS beta, and apparently not many in iOS 13, but I don't care about those. It's just the functionality of my phone in iOS 12. Maybe I've got used to iPad OS, but I don't know what, like... Some of the stuff it does is just like, why? Why are you doing this? Like, today it wouldn't let me, like, select a text message and say, delete it. It just it just wouldn't let me do it. <laughs> I must admit, I haven't really had any major problems. I've now got the public beta on everything. Um, well, I say everything, not my watch. Stay away from watchOS betas. They're always a dumpster fire. Um, iPad's got uh, iPadOS 13. My iPhone is also on iOS 13 because uh, they're the same operating system. Um, and my MacBook is now on the public beta of Catalina purely because uh, it's just easier. And I CBA with dev betas. Um, I don't need them for that, so what's the point? Um, and obviously public tend to be more stable as well. I can't say I've not had anything major, to be honest. Everything's been fine. The biggest thing I think is the is audio bugs in general. Um, now, obviously, they've done quite a lot with audio APIs in iOS 13, so I'm not surprised. But, yeah, that's uh, it's definitely the biggest thing I've noticed. Um, on the first Catalina dev beta, everything was just broken, and sound audio would just not do anything. Um, it's kind of like that a little bit on my iPhone. Um, at the moment, I haven't tested it properly, but it seems like right now it <laughs> only produces any media vol media. Uh, sound whilst I have my AirPods in. It won't play it through any speakers at the moment. Um, I'm what sure on, I just need uh, to hard reset my phone. But yeah. this thing is not ready to be public beta. I don't know what happened, no, but they not. released it They released about two weeks early. They said it would come it, in July. It's, yeah, it, it's much less broken than the dev betas are, but too broken for a public beta, as far as I can tell. Um, iPad, I must admit, out of, out of all of them, I would say iPadOS has been the most stable, for sure. Um, Interesting. Yeah, okay. I would say so. iOS 13 is fine. 
Um, it's not too bad, it's just that audio thing, which I think is, that's the biggest thing I've noticed. Um, otherwise, I actually can't think of anything, um, other than obviously, you know, weird graphical stuff, but, you know, that's to be expected. Beta 3 should be out by the time you're listening to this. I mean, if, if historic schedules are anything to go on, if you listen to this when the episode is released, they should have come out yesterday. Um, so I may install that. Depends. Beta 3 is usually when stuff starts getting, like, solid. Um, and then it's increment, like slight updates. Um, one and two are always rocky. Um, but yeah, we'll see. Yeah, um, for sure. I was going to say something. Um, I forgot what it was. Got to stay off. Got to stay off the honors, man. Got to stay off the honors. <laughs> Does that to your memory? Cool. Should we move on to to Google? To other green stuff. Wait, what? Other green stuff. You can do this. You're a good. No, I'm the Google guy. Nah, you can do it. I can't be asked. Yeah, no, but I I talk about the Pixel Slate because I was I felt very passionate about that. Um, does it? Oh, does the does the Pixel Slate fall into this? No. Well, yes and no. Um, I I assumed like this meant they're not gonna because they haven't really done any tab tablet since the Nexus and they haven't showed up like. But I don't know. So in a nutshell, Google have announced that they are getting out of the tablet game. Oh, no. I mean, as we both said before, I think we've said it on air, um, <laughs> there is no tablet game other than iPads anyway. Uh, all the others aren't brilliant. Um, they're the only ones, I mean, obviously the, the Surface things are kind of a bit of both. They are good-ish, and they are certainly capable machines. Not really what either of us kind of want out of a tablet thing they're but laptops. they are good they're, they're as laptops far as i'm concerned with, they're with, laptops yeah. but they are cool and they're capable the pixel slate's a chromebook <laughs> yeah you could arguably put them in in the tablet category however um yeah especially sure. obviously the surface go as well now the pixel slate which came out last year um we talked about it on the show previously the hardware pretty good pretty good hardware pretty solid Pretty much an iPad Pro clone, to be honest. USB-C. Um, I think it has four speakers in each of the corners. You know, what you would expect from a an iPad Pro level device. Now, the weird stuff is where you start talking about software. Um, it just flat out wasn't ready. It was really buggy. So the way it would work, it would run sort of a version of Chrome OS. Um, and depending on whether you had the keyboard connected and whether you went into sort of true desktop mode, so to speak, um, the everything would change, essentially. And it was just bad. It just didn't work. It wasn't finished. Um, it released way too early. I feel like it could have had some legs, maybe, if it had just worked, but the thing was way too buggy. Um, and, uh, yeah, so out of the blue... Google have um, decided that they are getting out of the tablet game, as I said. Now, what's interesting is they actually did have two tablets in sort of in development. They've cancelled those entirely, and they're just stepping out of the market entirely. Um, no one really knows why, other than it's just hard to compete with Apple, I suppose, especially in the tablet market. Um, Samsung have tried to carve out their little corner. It's mainly a really ugly corner next to the thermal corner but it's even worse i'd rather be in the thermal corner yeah i would imagine poor reviews and just in general reception of the of the uh, of the pixel slate which i really quite liked i wanted it to be good but it just wasn't and the software let it down um 
it just seemed really beta, if that makes sense. Uh, all the software, it just seemed like beta software that just was not ready to ship. Um, and obviously being pressed by Apple, because Apple do own the tablet game pretty much, you know, as far as consumers go. Um, yeah, I mean, if you see a tablet, it's either an iPad or it's some Samsung from like 2007, pretty much. Yeah, um, I mean, this it's kind of interesting that they literally straight up like because we all sort of expected the Pixel Slate to be the beginning. Yeah, I didn't I didn't realize that this this cat included the Pixel Slate. Um, yeah, but yeah, it's, it's it, we expected this to be a beginning of a thing that's only going to get better. Uh, but instead, they're like, no, we're just not. So I mean, I think that sort of yeah. me that confirms that the Pixel Slate wasn't just like they rushed to market. They just weren't very good at making tablets, and that was their best attempt. And they're like, ah, so that yeah, we can, um, yeah. uh, as far as I'm concerned, we can put the Pixel Slate to bed and and say definitively it is shit. Um, but <laughs> yeah. like, it's never going to get any better. That was as good as they could have done and uh as a result they've moved entirely out of the tablet market so yeah as far as i'm concerned it's it's no good no good yeah google have announced that they will continue supporting the device up until 2024 uh, with software updates and things like that so if you have one you got five years you bought the wrong device though let's be real also that uh, also that. i'm just just being straight up microsoft yeah. and apple make very good tablet laptop replacements um yeah why did you spend that money on a pixel slate but i'm sure you had your reasons yeah uh i would direct anyone who wants to know more about it to dita bond's review it's very good and sort of and everything now it's like retro tech reviews right um so yeah <laughs> let's <laughs> right all right let's uh dig our way out the, the nano topics and start this glorious list of topics um so the first one oh snap lex i think whoa did johnny ive leave apple what no i don't believe it as i live no. and breathe i am shook i am shook didn't see it coming <laughs> like me neither like, and we've slightest. always kind of been hearing yeah we've been hearing stories that he's had one foot out the store for the last five one foot out of the door for the last five years or so um, and Apple Park was going to be like his his big thing, but you kind of never expect it, you know. It's just one of those things, and it'll never happen. You'll be there forever, you know. You'll die of like cancer one day, and that'll be it. Um, no, he's moving on. Johnny's gone. Johnny's gone. So it's debatable to what extent he's gone. Officially, he's gone to start his. Well, he has gone to start his own company called Love From, which is an independent design house, uh, and he's keep keeping Apple on as a as a primary client. So, as far as Apple are portraying to the press, he's going to continue to be very much involved. And uh, obviously, going forward for the next three to five years, it sounds like lots of future products were designed by his team. But it also sounds like. And this, as you say, we sort of knew he hasn't really been involved since the original watch. He sort of stopped to go do Apple Park, and then, and then he never really came back. So, stuff we've sort of assumed to have been his his product might not have been. Yeah, it's going to be hard to determine whether Johnny's influence is going to remain at Apple part past the next few years. 
Uh, I, I am not concerned in the slightest. I'm a massive fan of Jolly and his work at Apple. Um, it's straight up time to move on. If, if he is still around, like they say, and sort of keeps an eye on them to stop them from doing anything stupid, great. But I am very up for a completely new era of Apple design. We've had the same thing for the last 20 years. Why why not move on? And good for him. He's going to do his own thing. He always has done side projects like um, when he made that Leica camera, when he made that Christmas tree. <laughs> Just some examples. Um, but yeah, good for him. Don't I'm, forget I can't, the diamond ring. And yeah, the diamond ring. I never thought I would be happy when Johnny Ive left Apple. And it's not out of any form of resentment for Johnny. I love everything he's done at Apple, really. Um, but yeah, no, I, I just, just see this as entirely positive for everyone involved. And I like that. I do like it when Apple get like screen time on, on the evening news. And I especially like it when Sky News use a, a blueberry iMac G3 as like a thing in their, in their report. And I'm just like, ha. Huh. Ha, huh, everyone who thinks I'm weird for posting pictures of these on the internet. Look, other people remember them too. We'll just let that one lie for a little bit. Um, yeah, I think I think everyone that we've spoken to about it in person, you know, obviously since yesterday, uh, so a great deal of many, many people, um, and sort of the general consensus is that this could be a really good thing for both parties. Johnny Ive is a incredibly talented designer you know obviously one of the greats of this generation um and he will go on to do many more things and i hope that he does if that makes sense you know we would all but you know apple and some well, apple necessarily but the world would have us and believe that he's been you know locked away doing his own stuff designing a building that none of us really have any like stakes in other than yeah that's cool um for the past you know four or five years uh, so he may not, he may have had sort of very little input in the actual design of these, you know, these products. I'm sure he was probably quite heavily involved in the Mac Pro, but other than that, um, who knows what he's been doing and what he hasn't been doing. Um, obviously, if you, he's been, you know, had com- complete, you know, editorial con- control of the whole design team, everyone there has been handpicked by him. So obviously, they're going to follow his vision. You know, if he's picking these people, then, you know, obviously they will bring things, you know, their own ideas to the team, but it's still a Johnny Ive. It's still his team, you know, and it will be for years to come. You know, it's not like they're wiping the slate clean and firing everyone or everyone's mysteriously being let go or anything like that. You know, this is still his handpicked team that is now steering the ship. We're just missing, you know, the person who built it, but arguably... You know, he's the one that built it. It's his team. I'm sure we won't see any drastic changes anytime soon. Um, and whether that be a good or a bad thing. Um, but I, I'm I'm really curious about how, how much he is going to be actually still around. You know, I mean, was it, is it purely, you know, he, every so often he'll be like, yeah, I, the iPhone looks cool. Do that one. You know, or how involved is he really going to be in the design process? Um, and obviously, you know, that may be something we won't know for another 10, 15 years. Um, but I hope this does mean that we're going to get a bunch of goosey, juicy, oh, I really can't talk this evening, juicy gossip um, coming out, uh, obviously, with his time over at Apple over the years. Now that he doesn't work there anymore, maybe we'll hear some cool stories. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think it's really cool. Uh, it has, I think it has the potential to be very cool. The only thing that does sort of concern me a little, a little bit um, is, well, everything that John Group has written. I think he's nailed it. 
Um, so if you head over to Daring Fireball, we'll put a link in the show notes as well. Uh, he has put, he, he's obviously collated his thoughts and uh, he's done it very well. Um, essentially, what he says is that, you know, you're either an apple or you're not. Now, we've spoken about this in person earlier. That's, that is arguably true for most people, but most people aren't Johnny Ive at the end of the day. Um, if he wants to be involved in the design process, he will be involved in the design process at the end of the day. Like, that, that's it. Um, if he doesn't want to be, he won't be. You know, that that's that's what it comes down to. Um, and obviously, if he isn't involved in this design process, who's replacing him? Because there isn't anyone replacing him. You know, he makes the... Gruber makes the point that, uh, you know, Chief Design Officer, that title was obviously created created for him, um, especially, but that doesn't necessarily mean that it should go with him. There needs to be arguably a, maybe a, 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 a person obviously steering this ship. Um, now at the moment, sort of um, Johnny's underlings, uh, they are now reporting directly to Jeff Williams, the COO, so the Chief uh, Operations Officer. Now, kind of weird. You know, well, kind of weird. I mean, it is, but it isn't as well. I think it's, it's the weirdest thing. But I've been thinking about this day, a lot. He's not a product designer, um, and but obviously he, that's the thing. He kind of is. He kind of is because he was very much involved in the development of the original Apple Watch, and he's when he became COO. I believe that's when Kevin took over from the watch on the watch team. Um, so this guy is a products guy. And I think that's really interesting. And I think they're very much setting him up to be the next chief uh, executive officer. I very much think that's it happening here. It wouldn't surprise me. I, I, think, I think you're not wrong. Tim Cook's stock options mature in 2021. And obviously, I'm sure he's performed well as a CEO. I'm sure there is the opportunity for him to stay on. But he could very well say... T- no, that's it, 10 years, I'm done, I've got everything out of this company, I'm going to retire or go do what whatever I want to do next. And they're setting up Jeff to replace him for whenever he does move on, which could potentially be in just two years. And Tim was obviously COO beforehand. Uh, to me, it's I don't know what to make of the fact they're reporting to the COO rather than Tim. Tim is a, is a numbers guy, an operations guy. He, he maybe doesn't want to be involved in the product so much. Or maybe they're just bigging up Jeff so he's ready to go soon um, but what what I wrote in the in the notes is like the third act of Cook I think I don't think the Tim Cook era is coming to an end but I think we're entering the final no. stage of it like I really get that feeling right now we are entering the last part of Tim Cook's time at Apple um, and it's going to peak and it's going to reach the maturity that it's been building up to uh which is really cool but i think i think in the next within the next five years i think we're gonna have a monumental shift in how apple operates and cool like why not um, i'm down so for it i'm i'm, I'm very down for excited it. um but you know obviously a little, little apprehensive obviously you know with with a few you don't just you know get over a figure like johnny ive leaving apple at the end of the day you know he's been there for what 27 years i think um, a long old time. He was the most influential um, person in the company. Entirely, yeah, definitely. Um, and yes, you know, this is sort of the this is the last remnants of Jobs' Apple going. You know, Johnny obviously came on board uh, pretty much with Steve Jobs, and he's obviously helped shaped Apple over the last you know twenty seven years. Um, and for him to go now, uh, you know, that's kind of it, it. It is big, you know, in sort of. Um, 
you know, semantics, if anything. Uh, and as I said, you know, we might not, you know, see the ramifications of this for quite a few years yet. Um, but as I said, I, you're totally right. This is sort of, I can see this being the uh, the penultimate cook. You know, this is this is this is this is the beginning of you know his, his final act, as you said. Um, I think so. I really do think so. And yeah. I think I don't. I don't think he'll stay on past the ten year mark. I don't think he really wants to. I don't see the point. I don't see what's in it for him. And because like, I've never got the impression he's passionate about Apple. Well, I mean, I think he is. I do. I don't think it's all an act. I do think he does care about this company. But I don't think he'd he'd overstay his welcome because he likes it there. I, I don't know. It's, He's not, he's he's not really a products guy, if that makes sense. He does it for the people, um, more than anything. You know, he he does it for the impact that he can have on the world through obviously Apple and obviously the, uh, and obviously for the better. Um, and I I think once he feels that someone else can maybe do that better than him, he'll happily stand aside. Um, and obviously, you know. As when that time comes, which you know may may obviously go in line with his stock options maturing as well, um, he he will move on, and I I don't I don't see him staying around for not the long haul because obviously ten years as CEO is quite a long time, um, but still I, I I think you're right I think he won't overstay his his welcome as CEO, and when the time comes he will he will step aside, and I assume it will be Jeff Williams taking over, so it sounds like it. I'm down for Phil Schiller though. I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, I feel like I'd be down for Craig, <laughs> but I don't think oh, that's going to happen either. That's that's no, going to happen. Chief executive officers are weird because, like, they are in charge, but they don't necess- They're not necessarily the person with the most power as such in day to day operations, and it's they're kind. Of, they're kind of just like this this figure that sits at the top of the company. And if you Steve Jobs was a rare example of. He was CEO, but kind of because, like, he rebuilt that company, so only he was going to be CEO. But he didn't really need to be. He was kind of a chief design officer. And uh, it's he slipped into the CEO position. And, um, yeah, you, you don't tend to get a CEO that's that hands-on in such a positive way. Like, if Craig or Phil went to be CEO, they'd probably we'd probably miss them in the areas they're good at already. So... I'm I'm down for Jeff Williams to take over. He seems all right. Yeah, I agree. Cool. Okay. Well, I'm sure we're going to be talking about Johnny's departure for a long time. Um, but yeah, I mean, he hasn't left yet. He's leaving later in the year. They haven't given even a month or season. I'd imagine it will just probably be a kind of like at some point in the future, it'll be like, oh yeah, Johnny left last November, for example. Like I don't I don't know if they'll say. November is when they won't say Johnny to leave in November. I think it'll sort of be like, yeah, by the way, Johnny left two months ago. Um, but well, we'll see. I, I would imagine we will know when his when his profile gets taken off the website. Has it not? Has it not already gone? Oh, has it not? Has it? I'm not sure, you know. Because they reshuffled it last night when they added this new guy to like SVP. Uh, no, he's still there. Yeah, that'll be when we find out when that goes. Okay, cool. Right, next topic. Let's go. Boom, boom, boom. Um, Apple's making movies. <laughs> Apparently, they're working on six original movies a year at the minute uh, with Oscar aspirations, up to $30 million budget per film. Is this a surprise? Not really. I mean, Amazon make music. Uh, music? <laughs> movies. So do, ne- so do Netflix. Uh, yeah, this is a natural progression, really. 
Yeah, I mean, I think it's just it's just um, indicative of the times. If you're a giant tech company and you have money to spend, why not make some movies? You know, movies <laughs> make the money. Bands. Movies are popular. I, I cannot wait to watch TV Plus to try TV Plus. I I think it's going to be good. I, I think it will be quality rather than quantity, as opposed to other other. Um, the other guys uh, streaming that's services. The, the other the other guys. guys. That's however, the official way of just, saying that. Mm. However, I'm just concerned that people don't want quality over quantity. People want quantity these days. Yeah, my gut still says Apple TV Plus isn't going to do too well. I don't know why, because most things Apple do good, but sometimes if oh, no, they do, I agree. Aren't. I I think it will be okay, and they'll I keep think it going it'll be for okay. a while. Um, It'll probably mature and do quite well after a while, yeah. I'm sure it will be a nice, steady earner, but nothing crazy for them. Um, Okay, cool. Uh, That could have been a nanotopic, but it was too short to be a nanotopic. Um, (laughs) iPhones. Oh, 2020 iPhones. We're starting to hear more and more about next year's iPhones. Interestingly, for for nearly July, this year's iPhones are still kind of unknown. I mean, so were last year's to an extent. Like, we knew a lot about the 10s ahead of time, but it was all sort of like, this is what we expect, but we don't know for sure until Guy Rambo found that image. Um, there were lots so the of vagities. Yeah. And the same with the Series 4. We were like, well, it's probably getting a bigger screen. And then suddenly we had this full-on promo image of it. And we're like, whoa. Whoa. So I'm, I reckon we might... We might be on for a home run with this year's iPhone, and I it'll probably I end up exactly the first series four. I saw. I really? Like, yeah. Inter- I want that one. Well, because obviously fair. I bought the exact oh, one yeah. from the promo art, didn't I? Didn't know. Didn't it have a sport band on it though? Did it? I, I think it had sport band. I think we might make it to September without finding out anything definite about these iPhones, uh, but I assume they'll look exactly like what we're expecting. Uh, but yeah, the 2020 iPhones. So next year's one. Uh, arguably the more interesting ones. Um, there'll be three new iPhones, like this year and last year. Uh, the OLED models, so let's call these the iPhone 12. The iPhone 12 yeah, will be fight. Yeah, the, if, if, if the three-year cycle is what they're sticking to, this year we'll get 11. There won't be an 11S, we'll go straight to 12. Um, the baby one is going down to 5.4 inch, which makes a lot of sense because lots of people want smaller phones still. And the Max, the 12 Max, is actually getting bigger to 6.7 inch, which is also makes a lot of sense because people who like that phone are more than happy for it to be bigger. I don't think I know anyone that buys the Max and is like, yeah, thank God it's not any bigger. This is right on the limit. <laughs> no, right? Yeah. Right? Have everyone, you ever come across that? comments on how big it is, but those people don't buy it. The people don't buy it and buy, never would. Yeah, and never would, and that's fine. You do you, um, but I, I, I yeah, I, I would totally be up for a bigger phone. Absolutely. Hell yeah, <laughs> definitely. Yeah. Uh, without and question. I think even more than us, there are people that want smaller phones um, desperately. Uh, Very desperately. Did you see that them. thing? Underscore David Smith put on his uh, on his blog yes, that he shared that half of the device. Yeah, uh, yeah, still very popular, but it sounds like it still sounds like we're getting that iPhone eight SE thing in the in the spring. So that will that that should sort that out. Um, but anyway, going back to these phones, there will also be a six point one inch model, so ten R third generation. Let's just call it at the minute, um, which will be moving over to OLED, which is really interesting. This six point one inch model that's in the range at the moment. Last this well, twenty eighteen 
was a thing. This year, it sounds like it's getting the dual camera set up, and by by 2020, the premium iPhones will be so different that they're even adding OLED to the 6.1-inch model. So it will basically have all the current flagship features, it sounds like, by 2020. Um, they will support 5G, the, the 12s, uh, the 5.4 and the 6.7-inch. The 6.1-inch model, so the 10R third generation, will only support up to 4G. I think that's a very interesting move. Because I think by 2020, Apple are going to kind of be late to the 5G game. I think it's a bit risky to be like, oh yeah, but only our most expensive ones are going to support it. Right now, that's fine, like the mm. Galaxy S10 5G. That's fine. But by then, I feel... Oof, I'm not, not sure about not that. Not only that, the, these, these devices are going to obviously have to last through till you know the end of 2021. And I feel like by the end of 2021, 5G is going to be prevalent you know and not you know accessible to lots of people that's not counting contracts like people have these on two years most people so people buy this in 21 have it till 2023 that's a long time from now yeah to be sort of stuck on 4g speeds in 2023 you know that 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 seems excessive um but it does sound like these 5g chips will be supplied by qualcomm which is cool so yes. they really are. Yeah. That settlement was entirely for 5G capability in iPhone. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, they do need something to distinguish, obviously, the the, the, the R model um, from the quote-unquote S model for the time being. Um, and it seems like that's going to be LTE speeds, and obviously LTE versus 5G um, for the 2020 iPhones. But I must make. I think you're right. They, they That could be a dangerous game and could hurt them. Um yeah, to could, me, could it sounds like we'll one see. of those weird rumors that's persistent and never makes sense. And the reason it never makes sense is because it just doesn't come true. And like, yeah. who knows how it starts? But in the absence of anything better, it's people run with it. Um, yeah, I, I don't think that's going to be the case. What's really interesting is uh, the whole USB-C thing's gone really quiet. This report doesn't mention anything on the design of these 2020 iPhones. I'd imagine, imagine they're going to sort of look like the current iPad Pro to some extent. Um, a smaller notch USB-C, but it also sounds like we could be getting USB-C this year. If you, if we were doing R- Ricky picks, yeah, I, I would put yep. USB-C on this year's iPhone. That'd be my Ricky pick. I think that could well become a thing. Um, I think that might I, surprise us all. I think so. I, I think that's a solid Ricky pick. Um, it's like the 7 didn't have the headphone jack. It's just something big is going to change on this relatively minor update. And I think it will be it will be the the connector. Uh, I'm not looking forward to the normies being butthurt about that. Uh, they always do this. They always make me buy new chargers. They do this every time. It's literally like every <laughs> every ten years, every pretty much decade. Like calm down, chill out, you freaks. <laughs> <laughs> right, let's talk about the Apple Store. <laughs> yeah, this is yeah, cool. this, this is this is quite cool. Um, so Angela Arendt's left Apple back in April, I'm going to say. Something like that? SVP's dropping like flies, bro. Yeah, man. Crazy stuff. Um, the, app, the Apple store, the, the speculation was the reason for Angela's departure was Apple needed a cell phones for once. Um, and she was hired to make these stores less of a, sh- a shop, more of a place to hang out. And then suddenly they're like, yeah, nah, that's not going to work anymore. And they all basically just in a totally amicable way, we're like, yeah, nah, bye. Um, 
And yeah, I mean, this is a minor change, but a, a key one. The the iPhones have got in some stores. This photo we're looking at is taken from uh, the Union Square store in uh, San Francisco. There's like a sign underneath the iPhone display that lists the key specs, and these aren't on like a tablet or on the phone itself. They're still on the phone itself, but these are visible at all times. This is very much moving towards uh, back to price tickets and and let's sell it. They've also added a an um, an express checkout. So if you're only coming in for accessories, it's quite a bit. Of, it's almost a meme how hard it is to buy accessories in the Apple Store. Don't. Um, yeah. So there's an express checkout area. We got. Uh, I got abandoned by two separate Apple employees because they went to go and sell someone something else. Or you were just trying to buy like a charger or something. Yeah. Uh, it was a, it was the strap. This one, but yeah. So now they're, they're, they've got a express checkout area if you're paying for accessories. This is kind of freaky because it's it's like, um, man, everything that people have been moaning about, everyone sort of kept quiet while Angela was around. Everyone's like, yeah, yeah, this is cool, this is cool. And then as soon as she's gone, everyone's like, I hate this, I hate this, and I hate this. And all of that <laughs> stuff, that's literally Mom's what gone. happens. <laughs> I, I hated her anyway. Um, so <laughs> Right. There. They are addressing those things, so the the voices must be pretty loud. Um, yeah, I mean, it sounds like she like must have been like. It sounds like she's the head of the Gestapo or something, you know. Now she's gone. We can always all talk bad, bad about Heinrich Himmler. Jesus Christ! <laughs> uh, right, moving on. Um, what's next? I haven't got the topic list open, so what's next? No, I've closed it as well. Hold on. Uh, Mojave's marzipan apps are getting catalyst by catalysted by Catalina. I did that deliberately to make it confusing to read. Mm-hmm. That's what I do. Nice. Um, so, as you may recall from Dub Dub twenty eighteen, um, where they announced marzipan and all that good stuff, um, they launched four applications which were running off this tech essentially, which was Proto Catalyst, obviously. Um, the Home app, the News app, the Voice Memos app, and the Stocks app, um, obviously launched on the uh, on with uh, macOS Mojave. Um, and obviously, in that last year, Apple had done quite a bit of work on sort of the underpinnings and the tech that actually goes into that little single checkbox um, and getting it to work well. Uh, so what they have done is they've done them again. Um, they've all been upgraded and they've also been brought up to speed with uh, Catalyst stuff. Now, I mean, I must admit, um, the Catalyst stuff, now obviously now iTunes has been split up. Um, uh, spoiler alert, if you didn't know. Um, it's not dead. Uh, <laughs> as in like the music store side of things. It's amazing how many people think that like the iTunes store has disappeared. Oh goodness, I know, right? Like they're like, I-, I don't want to stream, I want to buy my music. Like, calm down. Okay, that's fine, you still can, chill. It's just not called I I mean it just is at the moment, but it won't be called iTunes anymore. Oh. Anyway, um Out of the four constituent apps that have spawned from the corpse of iTunes being um music, uh music podcasts, um Apple TV and I'm getting yeah three of them obviously the uh, the um, finder support for obviously uh, syncing iOS devices and stuff. Um, out of those applications, the only one which is actually a Catalyst app is Podcasts. Now I don't know if you've actually played around with it yet, but I can't tell the difference. Um, no, Catalyst no, works, I can't. and it works well. Um, and I think if they had left 
obviously uh, home and news and voice memos and stocks on sort of running on old marzipan stuff, we would have been able to tell the difference in, in the grand scheme of things. So it's good that they've obviously redone them and upgraded them to sort of catalyst level tech, whatever that may be. Um, yeah, this is really cool, and I'm really glad that Apple are really, they're going all in on Catalyst, um, and it works. That's the main thing. It works. Like, you, I think everyone was worried that this would either, it would take away from, from, from the Mac, and it hasn't seemed to. You know, you still get a Mac experience. Obviously, developers can just hit a, che a checkbox on Xcode, which makes, you know, your iPad apps run on, obviously, uh, um, a Mac, and they run. They don't look great, obviously, but they're functional and they do work. Now, they prefaced, obviously, in, in uh, State of the Union stuff that you still need to do some work on these to make them look nice, but they work. That's the main thing. Um, and they really do. That, that I think that's, that's the thing, that it's still a Mac experience. You know, yes, it may be sort of written, for, obviously, for an iPad, but it does work on a Mac, and it feels like a Mac app. I think that's the important thing. It doesn't just feel like an iOS application blown up on a screen and all the buttons are the wrong size and all that kind of stuff, and just the UI elements are out of scale. It doesn't feel like that. Um, if you'd put a little bit of work into it, you can really sort of nail the Mac experience, which I think is the important thing. Um, and yeah, obviously leaving these four applications still running sort of marzipan tech, I'm sure would have taken away from that. So yeah, um, everything's Catalyst now. Well, not yet, but it will be. Yeah, um, this is cool because like above all, like uh, last year people were like freaking out about the click wheels, uh, not click wheels, uh, yeah, the scroll scroll wheels when selecting like a time in the home app for, for an example. And because we yeah. knew this was a sneak peek of what we knew as marzipan at the time, this really hammered home that that fear of this is going to ruin apps on the Mac um, because look, this is an awful experience. But yeah, Craig has basically said, nah, 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 we're using the new tech now, we're fixing that sort of thing. So yeah, good news, good news. Good news. Good news, everyone. Um, Catalyst has been entirely, we were talking about it for near on two years as Marzipan, and it's been entirely overshadowed by Swift UI. <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> right. Like, what on earth? It was not the story of Dub Dub 2019. No, I, I, Swift UI, I think, has come along and surprised everyone as to how big it was and how we didn't really know it was coming either. I'm um, going to hold my hand up and admit I had never heard of Project Amber. I had never come across it. I don't know how I missed that. But people knew it was coming. But I, I recognized the name. Like I had heard it, but it hadn't really registered with me, if that makes sense, because it hadn't really been talked about. Yeah, I, I, I think when people have been talking about it, I'd sort of just blanked it out, like just been like, okay, they're talking about something. I don't really know. Um, but yeah, man, that, that was really cool. Really, really cool. Very cool. Okay. So that, so that's all cool. The Mac's doing really well. Do you want to talk about some, uh, some, an example of the Mac not doing so well? <laughs> yeah. A while ago, a MacBook Pro appeared on video on fire. Um, <laughs> this is never fun. Never fun. I usually just, as I said, I usually, do, I think I mentioned this on the show. I can't remember. I usually dismiss those sort of videos unless they're from Samsung uh, products. Uh, but then I, I usually dismiss them thinking, okay, someone's done something funky to this battery. Probably not going to become a thing. It never really became a thing. It never really blew up, excuse the pun. Uh, but <laughs> a few weeks later, we get another REP. This is a voluntary recall by Apple. Uh, 
certain 15 inch 2015 macbook pros uh they the batteries uh, risk of over they pose a fire safety risk when they overheat uh, i'm guessing that the two things are collect, connected um apple received so this this came out about a week ago uh this is a the thing they will replace the battery free of charge and then in the last couple of days we've received more details on it so it only affects models sold in uh, the states about 432,000 models sold in the states, and about 26,000 sold in Canada. Uh, so, if you're outside of those countries, you should be good to go. But you can check your serial number online just in case. And I booked um, one in today. Yeah, I, I've booked one in. Um, but yeah, they 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 apparently had 26 reports of batteries overheating. I think it's a good sign that Apple receive. Uh, and I think one in Canada or something. Um, but I think it's great that Apple received a single report. Sorry, 26. That's not many. They have a lot of customers. 26 reports of this, and that's enough for them to recall nearly half a million of these devices. Like How many re- reports do you think uh, Samsung got before they recalled them? All of them. They got all, all of the of them. reports. All of the reports. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they even had flights like banning them, and that was <laughs> that wasn't enough to recall them. Oh um, God, you're not allowed on this flight, sir. You own a Galaxy Note Seven. Imagine if they, if Apple had like issued a software update, which is like, no, you can still use the Macs, but you just can't charge them above sixty percent. Goodness me, but yeah, this is good news if you're a if you're a fan of USB A ports, um, because you're going to get a new top case for free potentially. It would be great if, like, say you had one of these, you're looking to hold on to it for a while or looking to sell it on, and your battery's a bit dodgy now, and you, you could potentially get a free battery, but sadly not, because you don't you don't fall in the affected range. Wouldn't that be wonderful? Yeah, I mean, imagine if, nice? right, you've been banging on about the fact the battery's gone <laughs> in your 15-inch 2015 MacBook Pro for the best part of a year, and then a repair <laughs> extension program comes up. What, perhaps one that was bought within the time frame as well, from, like, in, September? In that time frame. And then you think, great, I'm going to get a free battery. And it would fix, because you get a new top case, it would also fix, like, a potential dent on the top oh, case. Yeah. Like, and then you can sell it on because you have a new MacBook Pro, but then your serial number isn't in the affected range, so you're going to have to pay, like, £250 for a battery. Wouldn't that be uh, hilarious, Like, I could see that Wouldn't being that quite be just funny. funny? Yeah. yeah. If only, well, I mean, I don't know. Maybe we'll get him on the show next time. I think I think he'll he'll turn up at some point. Um, he's actually been on our show before, and it's not Mike. Oh, it's not Mike. Interesting. I wonder who it could be. Yeah, man, it's not me either. So narrowing it down, narrowing it down. Um, oh. I've ne- I've never owned a Retina MacBook Pro other than the Touch Bar models, um, but you know what I mean. Okay, cool. Um, while you wallow in your sadness, uh, let's talk about. More Catalyst stuff. I really should have put these two together. Uh, so where are all the missing Catalyst apps from iOS? Uh, and now there's potential for many iOS apps, uh, stock iOS apps, to come to the Mac using Catalyst. But there are a couple of obvious ones, uh, such as Shortcuts, which we assumed was coming to the Mac in macOS Catalina. Um, my theory of why it wasn't showing up in the leaked betas and things like that. Uh, leaked builds of the early betas because I was like, oh, well, it's going to be on the App Store like Shortcuts is, and uh, this it's not built into the OS. 
Well, this year with iOS 13, shortcuts is built into the OS, so you'd assume it'd be built into Catalina. Well, Steve Trust Smith has done what he does, gone digging. He's found <laughs> frameworks suggesting that shortcuts and messages are going to come to the Mac in the form of Catalyst apps. Uh, but he didn't even need to do much work. He just he figured out how to call the, the frameworks and then just did it. And these apps, yeah, as most things with Steve T.S. and Guy Rambo, that they just they, they work. They're done. They're ready, pretty much. Uh, so it looks like messages uh, will get catalysted um, and we'll probably get a shortcut app maybe on the Mac App Store or build into the final release. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I'm excited. Um, it's something I need to properly get into. I have since made my first shortcut and it still works, so that's good. Um, mm. Yeah, I need to make some more. What does it do? Uh, it, If I'm listening to an artist in a playlist and I want to hear mu- more music from that artist I can hit that button and it adds f- 10 random songs from them uh, to my up next list wow was it hard to make I- I'm just devil's advocate here because I watched you do it yeah no it wasn't very hard to make <laughs> yeah it's like four lines I think it's fine four lines yeah I'm play- I'm- I spent like hours on shortcuts the other night well into the early hours of the morning I'm not working tomorrow so I might actually do some of that tonight um, and fall asleep with my iPad in bed and, and roll over on it. I can't bend it anymore. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I'm just looking for any excuse to damage it enough to make that Apple claim worth it at this point. Well, <laughs> like, maybe Jesus. your battery will do you a favor and fail beforehand. Or just something. <laughs> just something go wrong with it. Maybe if it fails and you bend your iPad back and get it done under warranty. I'm, I'm still going to try and get it done under warranty. I'm just figuring out how. Like, I don't know whether to go in. I'm not. I'm not a good arguer, so I, d- I don't know. I don't know if I want to go in and be like, "Look, this is a known thing. Don't mess with me. I know it's a thing. Just cover it." Because the genius <laughs> won't be able to do that. But I could. I could. Yeah, I. I'm not stooping to that level either. But I could call Apple support and get, you know, and then then <laughs> get that done. <laughs> I would like to be satisfied. I just like to be satisfied, oh, Mister <laughs> Mister Apple Man. Satisfy me. <laughs> I've spent lots of money on Apple. I must have spent at least six grand with you guys. I I don't see how you're going to leave me out in the cold like this because I bent my iPad. Um, Anyway, uh, (laughs) no, I think... Oh, where did you get the inspiration from? Oh, man, I don't know. Imagine imagine if people are like that. Uh, So my, um, my sort of plan was... Obviously, when I was watching the Battle of Winterfell, I discovered in that very dark, dark episode that there's actually, like, some, like, backlight leakage where the bends has occurred. And I was kind of, like, thinking, I might be able to go in with this and then either hope they don't notice the bend or they just don't really care like like we do. And just be like, my display is messed up and they'll be like okay but i don't think it would work and then if they brought it up i'd be like well i have apple care so you know what let's just do a claim we'll see we'll see or i could just walk in and be like yeah i bet my ipad and have apple care can you order me a new one but no don't 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 start with that <laughs> if i decide to go down that route i'm just gonna do the online thing where they send you a new one and put a hold on your card if you don't send the old one back like, if I'm just willing to put my hands up and accept the AppleCare claim, then I might as well just get a new iPad. Like, not have to wait that, what, 10 days or whatever it is. Yeah, but you're not willing. 
No, I don't want to use that. Don't, Look, don't allow yourself to be willing. I would never in, try and get Apple to do something under warranty that clearly isn't. But let's be real. These bends should be covered under some form of extended coverage. Whether it's a customer sat thing or a full-on REP. These are a thing. And I did. I was not careless with this in the slightest. So while I know it's not... They very well might be covered under a CSAT thing. And we just don't know about it. Obviously, it's not public knowledge. Yeah, because we have no way of finding that out, right? Um, no way. So I've, I've looked in documents that might say some things about warranties and what's covered and what's not. And this is definitely not covered as of the moment. Um, but yeah, by the time I do it, I'm not doing it until it turns one, so November, but, uh, by then it might be covered. Who knows? Hmm. We'll see. We'll see. We'll keep you updated. Uh, loyal listeners, which I know there are more of you than ever. Actually. Uh, we've seen a massive increase in listeners. So thank you. Thank you, everyone. Yay. Yeah, we actually have. Are are any Um, from Cupertino? uh, There have been some from Cupertino at some point, yeah. Have there? Really? Yeah, I wonder how that happened. Maybe it's Johnny. Wow. It's kind of cool. Uh, Even if we did sort of... We stuck it in their faces, right? Hi, Johnny. Johnny! Hey, man. Do you want to come on our podcast? Johnny, get on our podcast. I will... uh, Anything. I'll do anything, anything, Johnny, to get you on our show. So this is the fabled uh, final topic that confused you. So do you want to go for it? Um, no, because I actually have literally not heard anything about this, and it's the one I missed, so I'll let you do it. You haven't heard this? No, I genuinely haven't. I think I've managed to miss this. So Apple has hired ARM's lead CPU architect, and uh, <laughs> has not a... That's not a small small thing, is it? No, 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 it's not. I mean, ARM chips are great. You're a fan of ARM chips, and we suspect they're coming into the Mac by 2020, and now this guy works for them. He's called Mike uh, Filippo. Can, can you pronounce that? I would imagine that's Filippo, yeah. ARM confirmed that Filippo had departed. Uh, they provided a statement to Bloomberg. Um, now... Has it? Yes, he updated his his LinkedIn to say that he's an architect at Apple now, working in Austin. Uh, so yeah, th- th- come on, we know ARM chips are coming to Mac. We don't need to go on about this. They literally fired shots at Intel in their earnings call. We know this is happening. Um, I mean, this doesn't confirm it, but come on, <laughs> come on, like it's happening. I'm excited. Very much so. Very very much so. He actually worked for Intel back in the early 2000s, which is kind of cool. And an AMD, so he knows what he's doing. Mm, he does, yeah. My guy moved... Hang on. He started at AMD in 96, moved to Intel in 2004, in 2009 moved to ARM, and now he's moved to Apple. This guy. <laughs> is he a processor god, just like a CPU god? He <laughs> must be. Keep keep, keep uh, an eye on this name, Mike Filippo. Eventually you'll be like, what CPU do you have in your Mac? And it's the Filippo X9. <laughs> and he starts yeah. his own fabrication company. No, they just move. They like they start the F nines, like instead of the the A series, they have the F series now. Man, oh, that would be like their their MacBook. Um, the F series would be like their their high spec. Um, he kind of like, looks like a bearded Johnny Sins. It's kind of weird. Oh, he doesn't God, look like don't. a CPU nerd, right? 
He does not. He looks nothing like a CPU nerd. He looks like a gym shark. <laughs> he does. He does. He kind of looks like a a slightly more friendly, but also more racist. The Rock. <laughs> a white supremacist rock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness! This episode, Jesus. Um, edge, edge. I could cut myself on this edge, man. Edge to an extent. Okay, cool. We did it, man. We got through the topic list. We've actually done it. How long is this episode uh, so far? Uh, it's only an hour and a half. Wow. We did good, man. We did good. I feel like our... I, man, what did we talk about in, like, the two two hour long, like, specials at this point? Yeah, like, Mike's episode was two hours, three minutes, and 41 seconds. And then the following episode, when it was the March keynote... Uh, it was two hours twenty one. Like we covered a lot. We covered a lot last time as well, and it was only an hour eight. So this this is. I think what it is is because there's two of us. You know, like if 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 there was another person, we'd have a lot more. Like there would be more discussion and more bouncing off. I guess three is the magic number. Um, but we 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 have a lot of cool, exciting stuff coming up. Um, I I was I'm not really yeah. We'll talk about that next week because next week is episode twenty, and to celebrate episode twenty, sorry, next fortnight, um, not the game. Uh, we're gonna basically we're not doing anything particularly special for episode twenty because we're edgy like that and we work in multiples of eleven. Uh, but we we will discuss a couple of things that we're doing in the near future. That will be to celebrate 20 episodes. We're going to talk about the future. Uh, but that will be in the after show of episode 20. We're going to bring you into the fold. <clears throat> We're going to bring you into the fold and not the galaxy kind. The dove kind. Uh, wow, this, ep- this episode is full meta. Like, wow, it's memeing what's itself. A dove, it's like, what's a dove fold? You, uh, you, don't, you said, we'll bring you into the fold. So I said, not the galaxy kind, in reference to Samsung's foldable smartphone. And then I said, so I said Galaxy, and the previous meme from the show is Galaxy uh, Chocolate is Dove Bars. Yeah, man, full right. circle, I know, I know full that. circle I, meta. I made that connection, but I didn't see, like, okay, all right. Like, like I, I, I submit myself to you, to your superior meta. The, a dove fold. It's like when you take a bird and bend it in half. No, no robins were harmed. No robins were harmed. <laughs> I'll make it stop. Make it stop. <laughs> Kevin. Kevin? <laughs> oh my god, my, my superior meta. I can't wait till Kevin takes takes over as, like, head of software from Craig. And Craig, like, I don't know, ascends to godhood. COO next. Craig goes to heaven, man. What are you saying? <laughs> no. No, he's not the next on the SVP hit list. Oh, man. Madness. Well, we're working on some really exciting stuff behind the scenes. I'm looking forward to the next few months. Uh... I can't believe, literally, episode 20, really soon. Do you know what that means? What? We're going to be on a par with the pre-pre-show for content. I mean... I mean, I made my podcasting debut on the pre-pre-show, so I have a lot of love for the guys, but they haven't uploaded since since just after we started. So, it's taken time, but... We, uh, yeah, I remember listening to their last one. I wonder where they've gone. Come back. <laughs> Come back. Um, But yeah... Man, 20 episodes. Uh, I'm particularly excited for, for 22. 
but we'll, we'll talk about that later. Well, in two weeks. So I'm excited for this episode as well, in retrospect, because like it's returned to normal length, and it's for, I think that's, is that going to be three? No, two weeks in a row, two, oh, damn it, two episodes in a row that have returned to normal schedule. schedule. But we do need to record episode 20 quite soon, because I'm going away on the 9th. And I and oh then God, it comes you're out. Going away? Oh no! Yeah, imagine that. Um, so, but I have I have time to edit it after the ninth because it doesn't come out of the sixteenth. But I won't have an opportunity to record between the ninth and the sixteenth. So we need to sit down and record again within the next ten-ish days. So that content might be a little out of date. You know, Johnny, I might leave Apple or something. God forbid. We are, we were lucky with that one, man. It only happened last night. We were lucky. ATP released an episode, like, the day it happened, but before it happened. So, so we actually got on the lucky side of something for once. Right. I know. I was talking. I was actually talking to Holly about this today, and she yeah. was saying how uh, how good it is that we're going to be like straight on the news. I'm like, yeah, we'll be the first. Then I realized this won't come out till Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> Part of me was tempted to be like, let's do a rough edit and release it tonight, but now, nah. nah, we can't mess up our overcast schedule. Man, there was an iMac G3 on the news tonight. The news Richard has on in the kitchen every night when he's cooking dinner. There was an iMac G3 on it. Yes. Thank you, Johnny. Did I actually ever finish my, my like, I went on a bit of a tangent about me getting annoyed about the HomePod news thing. What I meant to go with is that the BBC were talking about it on the news this morning. Oh. That was it. I got distracted about how it annoys me. Nice. You said HomePod, tell me some tell me some news, and then Johnny was on it. But then it like offered you to listen to like Nazis on LBC, right? No, it does that first. Brings the Nazis first. And then you're you've already like mentally checked out of, of the of the experience, if that makes sense. <laughs> like where's that? Oh. And then and then it plays the lovely BBC noise. It's just like, oh my god, just give me the news. It didn't used to do the noise. It's only just started doing the noise, like in the last few months. I was in a room of the house and I could hear Richard watching the TV, and as as you do in the house in the evening, and it was like the eleven o'clock BBC news. And then I, and it was quite loud, quite loud. And then I just hear this very loud, sort of crosstalk. And I'm, I couldn't figure out what was going on. Then I just hear him shouting, Hey, Siri, stop. Hey, Siri, stop. <laughs> <laughs> what had happened is the HomePod has for some reason been triggered and heard the ladies on the TV on BBC News being like, <laughs> BBC News at 11 or whatever. So the HomePod started playing the BBC News flash briefing <laughs> at the volume the music was last playing on it. <laughs> It was just like a BBC News circle jerk in my living room. Oh, isn't it always like that in your living room? Oh, no. Like, the kitchen's always Sky or Channel 4, and then the the main, the living room's BBC. Which is... So you're saying that depending on what room in the house you're in, there's, like, a different political spectrum going on. There's a different political leaning. (laughs) Yeah. And and, uh, which time do you spend most of your... Which room do you spend most of your time in? Um... I, I spend most of my time in uh, in the, the, the dining room, and the only form of news in there is my Twitter Apple list. So that is somewhere in between 
Sky and BBC, I'd say. I thought it was somewhere in between your uh, your music and the Grand Tour list. Now the Grand Tour list is very BBC. Uh, no, no, it's not. Wrong one. <laughs> <laughs> the Grand Tour list is not very BBC. <laughs> no, the music list is very BBC. The Grand Tour list is is out in a space of its own. No, of course, because. Uh... Freddie Flintoff and Paddy McGuinness are BBC, aren't they? Oh, man, I'm Wonderful. actually really enjoying that. Have you watched any of it? I can't stand Paddy McGuinness. I cannot stand really? him. He, he, he infuriates me. I don't mind Freddie Flintoff. That's fine. I love Chris Harris, obviously. He's amazing. Um, yeah, I can't stand Paddy McGuinness. I don't mind him, to be honest. I can yep, he's just but he a bit... went from like presenting Take Me Out to Top Gear. No. No. Like, I actually really like how they're interacting. You know, they've had, they actually have better chemistry than the last three, which is kind of surprising. Matt LeBlanc and Chris Harris had good chemistry, but when you added Rory into the mix it, it yeah, when you added Rory into the mix it got weird. Rory Reed is just a bit of a weird guy. He really is. It's not even that. I blame it on the BBC treating him as a third wheel, because they did. Yeah, why not just... Like, there's no lead presenter anymore. Like, and it's quite cool. Yeah, I mean, obviously, obviously Matt LeBlanc was lead, because you don't get Matt LeBlanc and not make him the lead presenter. Um, well, that's literally what they did. They they made Chris Evans the lead presenter, and then everyone's like, wow, Matt... I remember watching that first episode, and everyone expecting Chris Evans to be rubbish, and everyone's like, yep, he's rubbish, but wow, Matt LeBlanc is really good. Then by the second right. season, it's like, yeah, he's he's in charge now. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, I must admit, I feel bad for Rory because like he's always just been... I feel like it would have been much... The whole dynamic would have been worked, would have worked better if he'd been introduced as an equal to Chris Harris. Not that he is. Sorry, Rory. But I feel like for the dynamic, there there was there was a power dynamic. You know, there was like a hierarchy. No. Don't don't want that. This is just a show about cars. Let it be about the cars, not the powered hierarchy. Well, he's still he's still doing extra gear. So yeah, I, I Top Gear's got a future still. I, I'm just more excited for Grand Tour season four because they're like filming it at the minute. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I just don't like Paddy McGuinness. Uh, I was more hesitant about Freddie Flintoff because I've never had anything to do with him. Uh, because believe it or not, I don't follow cricket. Um, so, uh, isn't, isn't that the one you play with sticks? Um, but yeah, there are some sticks involved. Nice, um, but yeah, no, he, they are. I really like how they work together. I, I really like that. So I must admit, I have only watched like the first twenty-five minutes of the episode. I had to stop. I can't remember why, but uh, so I will watch the rest of it at some point. Yeah, no, I was, I was pretty, pretty impressed to be honest. Um, yeah, right. Uh, uh, is there anything else to talk about? I mean, if we can keep this episode going for an extra two minutes, it goes from being like twelfth place on the on the statistics board to like being like I don't even know. I can't count it. <laughs> Madness. Maybe you can keep it going for the next two minutes by counting. I put minis, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. Let's go down this rabbit hole. Let's do it. Okay, so there's silver, gold, blue, green, and pink. First gen only came in four gigabytes. 
but a second gen they came in four and six gigabytes they discontinued the gold one so if you have a gold one it must be first gen if you have a six gig it must be second gen if you have four gig in any of the other colors it could be both the way you tell is if the menu fast forward play pause buttons are color matched on the first gen they were just gray on the second gen they were color matched to the body um so yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna get a few why why ipod minis because uh, I don't have any. Okay, fair enough. I mean, they're obviously just retro iPod Nanos, basically. Yeah, really, really old school iPod Nanos. Yeah. Uh, in my first week at, oh, um, <laughs> hang on, what? <laughs> this one on eBay. What? Why is it five hundred pounds? <laughs> Sometimes I love it. It's a f- Apple iPod Mini first generation, one hundred twenty. Oh. 128 gigabyte flash drive upgrade still not worth 500 pound condition is used oh god no charges comes with us lead and firewire plug signs of wearing a tab i love the incredible markup on reconditioned old ipods it is crazy how expensive they are it's a mad turn off for me i'm not into it i feel like i would get one and try and use it for a bit and actually see what it's like I'm just saying, someone is literally selling a sealed iPod Mini for two hundred and fifty pound, and this guy's trying to sell like a really banged up one for for a lot of money, <laughs> <laughs> double that price. Oh man, there's a lot of iPods on eBay. Wow, yeah, these are kind of really cheap, actually. Yeah, I know, right? Some of them are anyway. I'm gonna buy a bunch of them. Mad, 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 mad. Need to get my Newton working first. My Putin. Your Putin. My Isaac Putin. Oh, it's a shame this one isn't in good condition because it comes with a box. Which one? I mean, it's the silver it's okay. one. Yeah. The ten pound one. Yeah, I'm gonna bid on that yeah. one. Yeah. Oh, go for it. Uh, it's fine. That's fine. I mean, I guess it's all relative. Most of them are like that, to be honest. Yeah, I'm just gonna get one of each color. I'm not gonna fuss with generations. I don't think. Three months later. <laughs> God. <laughs> My guy has yeah. 11, 11 iPod minis, something like that. Mad, bad, mad. Okay, cool. Um, I nearly forgot to do the exit script. Okay, where is it? Where is it? Come on, Google Docs. Where is it? Here it is. Okay, Lex, Lex I'm going to do, I'm gonna do the, the honors. You ready for me to do it? Yeah, go for it. Commence. Um, um, nah. Nah, I'm not. I'm not, you know what? I've got a better idea, bruv. I've got a better idea. This person is selling this iPod Nano and they're advertising that it has 833 songs on it. I don't want your music. (laughs) That's not what I want, friend. I want an iPod that I can't plug into my computer because it has a different iTunes library. That's exactly what I want. Man, I have to reset it anyway. Um, So... I'm not going to do the exit script this episode because, you know, need some seasoned chicken in your life. So, Lex, if you would do the honours. I thought that was going to be the episode 20 surprise. No, no. We've got bigger plans than that, my dude. <laughs> I don't know, man. This is shaking it up pretty, pretty big. I'm just feeling adventurous tonight, so you can do this. Okay, hold on. Let me just read it first. Uh, this is how we make up those two minutes. You could have just sent this to me. Um, <laughs> come on, man. It's it's easy, man. It's just it's a script, isn't it? You got this, bro. You've got this. 
I'm doing it. All right. Hush. Are you listening? I'm ex- I'm excited. Is everyone at home listening? Are you listening carefully? Lex is gonna Lex is Lex is gonna do the outro, so so listen. Shh. Make sure everything's quiet. Turn off your original Xbox One. Make sure you don't have any loud halogen lights on that are making buzzing noises in the background. If you have any dogs, quiet them down. Bro, read the script. Thank you very much for listening to this episode. If you want to get in, sh- in touch with the show directly, you can send us an email using podcast at blueinkcode.com. If you want to find the show notes for this week or any other links to things we may have referenced in the show, you can find them at blueinkcode.com forward slash tbists forward slash x. Why is it forward slash x? Oh, man. It's, it's blueinkcode.com forward slash tbis forward slash 19. Because oh. that, that number changes per... per Per, per per episode. Go on, go on, you're doing it. You got this. Or you should be able to see them in your podcast player. I've been Jack Taylor, and I write blueincode.com. You can also find me on Instagram or Twitter as a Jack Taylor. As always, I've been joined by my co-host, Lex McCohen. You can find him on Instagram or Twitter as a McCohen. Say hello. Hey man. I'm A McCohen. And we will see you in two weeks' time. Goodbye. See you later. Nailed it.